Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Lunchtime Learning. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined this afternoon by Regina McGann, who is the owner, managing director of Liberty Blue Estate Agents in Waterford in the Republic of Ireland. Um, I always get asked a question about you. How would I how would I describe you? And I would describe you as a lady who's got the most incredible first for learning who has an incredible first for implementation um, and taking action. And I'm really excited to have you on this afternoon um, to chat about it all. So thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, Stephen. How did you get into estate agency in the first place? Before I start, I'm going to tell you that my name is Mangan, M-A-N-G-A-N, but don't worry, not McGann. I know these Irish names confuse you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did I get into it's it by accident? When I left school, I, I, um, I did a secretarial course. Um, I grew up on a farm in County Limerick, uh, which is near Cork. Everyone knows Cork. Um, and... I had one brother and he was the academic and I wasn't and I did a secretary course and then I fell into hotels and ended up doing hotel management, learning on the job and started off as a telephonist, receptionist and grew my, I suppose, grew with the business. I worked with Trust House Forte and learned about customer service and solving problems. Then in 1995, I moved to Waterford, arrived on a bus to manage an apart hotel, did that for two years and then saw a gap in the market and set up my own business in 1997. I was 24, really clueless, but that was a really good thing because I think as we get older, we become a little bit more risk averse and really... Um, that was really the start of it. So gap in the market and jumped on it. And here I am today after many a speed bump along the way. Okay, so can we just come back to Trust House 40? So you talked about customer service and you talked about problems. So what were the lessons that you learned um, working in hotels and how have you used those um, skills that you learned to bring them into agency? Well, I believe um, that we're here to serve our clients. And so we have a, a serving mentality. Now, obviously, in the middle of that, we have to serve ourselves well. Um, but it's all about customer service and the customer experience. And I think about when I go to a hotel, what do I expect? How do I want to be greeted? It's exactly the same in, um, in the business of, of real estate selling homes. You know, it's one of the most important things that anyone will do is buy a home or move house. And so it's a privilege to be part of that journey. And then it's important that we can help people. And what I've learned is the more we help people and the more we focus on helping them, the actual end outcome is a really successful business. So as opposed to focusing on the money, which by the way, I also very much focus on, but in terms of the clients, we give an exceptional experience um, and, and that's very, very important. So, and then in terms of solving problems, when something happens, as far as I'm concerned, everything can be fixed by death. So if 
you know, there's a problem or the sale doesn't work out, well, maybe we can find you another house. Maybe it wasn't the right house or, you know, there isn't planning permission for that, but how can we get the sale over the line? How can we help you? So um, I think that's really, really important in our business. How can we help people get to the finish line? Because we can go sale agreed, but we have loads of speed bumps along the way. And it's about navigating those speed bumps in the best possible way for our clients. Thank you. So you talk about speed bumps. 24, setting up your own business. You must have had a few speed bumps along the way. Um, what have you learned um, from those? Well, I definitely took the long way around, Stephen, and that was the motivation for writing this book. Um, I was really proper clueless at 24. Um, the world was very different. There were no such there was no such thing as Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, none of those platforms were there. Um, I started with seven pounds in the bank and got a loan from the bank. Um, what lessons have I learned? Loads. Um, it's very difficult when you're starting out and you've no money. In actual fact, it took me seven years to make a profit. So you might ask, how did you survive seven years? And I grew up in a house where my mother gave two very important pieces of advice. She never, ever, ever let me forget. One, always pay your bills. And two, make sure you have insurance. Because if you don't have insurance and something goes wrong, you'll be homeless. So I always believed in that. That was definitely something that stood to me well to have insurance. Uh, because in business for 26 years, I've had um, situations arise that absolutely required us to have insurance paying bills with very good reputation as a business my reputation and the business reputation is very important to me um definitely having the right technology that's very important and very very important to mind the money to know how much you're taking in and how much you're spending and what you need and managing your cash flow that would be something that i would be very attuned to Okay, thank you. So you started your own agency, you've grown it, um, you've had gained speed bumps along the way. So how do you go out and recruit and get the best people? Well, how we recruit now and how we recruited over the years are very different. So um, one of the biggest um, and best things that I've ever done in business is that I've always, always believed in how important it is to have mentors and surround yourself with people who know more stuff than you. So speaking of people, um, there's a couple of mentors that are very special to me, like Sanjay Gandhi. For example, Sanjay, I've been part of his mastermind group for the last few years. And then recently um, I did some mentoring with Matt Giggs and Matt Giggs and Gemma Noonan really enlightened me around um, hiring people and hiring talent. And that really should be hiring people all around your 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 vision and your values and that wasn't something i had really thought about before like you meet somebody they've got all the skill set you just hire them well no because they could have all the skill set but their attitude and values may not be aligned to yours um and we um and in the book i talk about having the right people on the bus and sometimes we picked up a few hitchhikers and we've had to ask them to leave the bus. 
and and really that is such a big mistake in business to bring in people whose values aren't aligned to yours so what do i mean by that i once had somebody years and years ago send a terrible text to a tenant who hadn't paid her rent on time and um i took a screenshot of that and like her values weren't aligned to ours i said at what point did we ever ever make it okay to communicate with our clients like that i said if i have i own it i'm sorry no i said we can't speak to people like that so you know you have to have people who who get your business and what you're about like for example one of our values is that we do the right thing and we can't do the right thing 80 percent of the time to do the right thing when it's really hard to do the right thing when it doesn't kind of suit you and so if you hire people who in their own lives private lives outside of work don't do the right thing then it's going to be a recipe for disaster um like we love to innovate getting google reviews is very important we once had somebody who worked with us for a very short time who had a really big problem with us asking for google reviews well that's who we are because we want social proof um so hiring now hiring on values but also courting people that's an irish terminology um when you meet somebody um out and about and you're impressed by them um they're people now i look at so for example our manager john who's with us a year hired me to sell a site for him and I was really impressed with the way he did business and he organized himself. He was really, really brilliant at solving problems because there was an issue to do a percolation and he was the one who solved it. Anyway, as the relationship progressed in terms of the sale, uh, we kept in touch and he was asking me for investment advice. Anyway, we got on terribly well and I kind of started to see him as a potential manager because myself and Maria had been looking for a manager for about 10 months previous and gone down the recruitment route anyway i said to him would you have an interest in this business he's passionate about it he knew all the property prices even though he worked in banking and he came from a small business environment you could see how hungry he was um, about um, the property business so i said to him i'm having an operation this was last may would you be interested in um help me out with this really important sale and why don't we see how we get on john and see if we're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for us anyway he loved it he was absolutely brilliant got an amazing result and we got on brilliant and i realized that he's great fun as well and i wanted to bring one of our our mission is to bring happiness to our customers our colleagues and our community so it was really important for me that we hired a manager that would bring happiness to the team. And so it's worked out really well. So we we didn't hire a manager with, just from a couple of interviews. And now there's a lovely girl in the coffee shop that I go to and I'm kind of earmarking her for down the line because her customer service is extraordinary. So that's kind of the Matt Giggs kind of learning that I got from him and Gemma. Brilliant. Um, I love that. And I know you've talked about your book and you mentioned it a couple of times. And I know that's being released in January. And I'm going to come to that very soon. Smarter, faster, better. Um, and I love your mission. And I love the happiness and the team and the community and making a difference. And, and you certainly make a massive difference. Where does this first 
and appetite for learning come from? I'm not sure. I was thinking about that earlier before we came on and I was thinking how rubbish I was at it when I was in school. And I guess I was told, you know, more than once, maybe that, you know, Asher, you wouldn't be able to do this and you couldn't do that. And I guess on the back of that, I pushed myself um, and I didn't go to university. Um, I just love it. I, I get excited about continuous improvement. Um, the learning that we're doing is is about something that I'm passionate about, which is improving our service, um, reducing um, inefficiencies. I love that. I hate waste. Um, and one of our mentors that we have, um, Tony Ronan in Washford, used to head up a big uh, American multinational um, business, and he's our mentor. And I engaged him a year ago to work with John. So he's been, he mentors John. So that's helped elevate John. Um, and to see the results, I suppose, when I see the results of the learnings, when I see how much better we are in business, now than we were 12 months ago, how much better we are now compared to how we were five years ago, that investment really pays off. And I get a great buzz off it. And when I see the team, when they get their training and they're implementing that training, knowledge is power basically. Yeah, it works. So you touched on implementation there. And one thing you are absolutely exceptional on is taking action and getting things done and coming onto your book that was one of the things i think you got challenged a year ago by sanjay um about you said you wanted to write a book and he said what's stopping you and nothing and you've done it and you've actioned it and i've been very fortunate that you were kind enough to ask me to have a read of it um before i think it's absolutely exceptional and i think Thank for anybody saying anybody in the state agency um, starting off um, in a state agency, they need to get your book. And I'm not on any commission. We're not yet anyway. Um, so it's well, it's well worth looking at. But you took action. You said, you know, I want to write a book. Um, your mentor pushed you, Sanjay, into doing it. You did it. And there's loads of other examples where you take action. Again, what is the importance of taking action you know you've obviously seen the results um but why do you think some people aren't as good as you at taking action and implementing stuff well i suppose i think about sanjay's quote actually which is very good there's self-development and shelf development right and i'm quite competitive he said that five percent of people who go to conferences implement what they learn so a couple of things that I find very good. I do believe in accountability. So obviously I take notes when I learn and then I like to type up my notes and then I like to have a meeting about it and agree and discuss with my, my key people on the team what we can do and how we can do it and if it's worth implementing. Um, because I've sacks of notebooks from going back years but it's no good unless you take action. Um, in terms of the book, I'd never have written the book if I hadn't been at the conference last November because I've been talking about it now for several years. And at the conference then, there was a company there called Write Business and they help people write books. So 
I worked with them. Um, I don't think I would have done it on my own, but I, I really wanted to do it. And then I set myself a challenge that I would have the book written by my son's birthday, November the 22nd this year. And I had, I hit the deadline. Now, look, the best laid plans sometimes fall apart because we had a really key person out of business for close to five months this year. And I sat down a couple of times and said to myself, I have a grand excuse now not to do this because I'm too busy. And then I was annoyed at myself as soon as I'd said it. And I thought, well, no, I'm going to make it happen. So I'm an early morning person. I got up at five o'clock in the morning and I just started. Right. So I think the tips I would give, taking notes, sending an email, being accountable, agreeing what actions will work with your team. For me, I committed. I paid up. I said I do it at five o'clock in the morning. That's when I'm freshest. And when I started doing it, I loved it. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I went back to, I suppose, The Seven Habits. I love that book. And one of the seven habits is begin with the end in mind. I want to have a book by November 2023. And in order for me to do it, I had to commit every single day and every week to certain things contribute to that book now the scary part is the launch of the book and putting myself out there and to be honest I feel very vomity about that and extremely nervous um but I'll drive on and do it anyway because I've come this far now I have to motor on and I think what I have learned looking at other people that I hugely admire if we're going to get on in life we have to get out of our comfort zone. And anytime I've grown, I've always put myself out of my comfort zone. And for anyone listening here, if you want to achieve something and you want to get on, you have to, have to, have to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. How do you do that? Because there's so many, look, you're exceptional on video. You know, your videos are fantastic. We're live at five where you're doing, wherever you are, you're happy to get in front of a camera and do it. And I was on my mastermind yesterday and there was one person in particular that really, really struggles, really, really struggles with it. Um, understands the benefits, but just. Okay. So I hope what I'm going to say now will help someone who's struggling. Um, so first of all, video is critical. If you want to get on, in your business, in a state agency, in actual fact, in any business now, you have to be doing video. So I appreciate that you said I'm good on with doing videos. The only reason I'm good is because I've put in the flying hours. The only reason a pilot gets his license is because he or she has put in the flying hours, okay? I can tell you now, I knew that I had to be good at public speaking if I was going to get on in business, so I've always um, pushed myself. So, for example, just say yes and commit to it and then worry about how you're going to do it. So Richard Branson always has said that, say yes first and then figure out how you'll do it. Um, I was uh, the youngest at the time president of Network in Waterford, which is an organization for women in business. So I used to make sure that there was a desk with a cover on it so people couldn't see my legs shaking. So you could start to join the likes of if Toastmasters, a speaking group, commit to it, go, get comfortable, 
I started doing videos probably six or seven years ago before most people did. And to be honest, I thought I was quite good. When I look back, I'm seriously cringed out. They were very stiff. Um, I was totally different on camera, but that's flying hours. It's practice. So I'll share a little story about Maria and myself. I said to Maria before COVID, about a year and a half before COVID, maybe two years. So COVID hit 2020, I think it was 2000, the end of 2018 or 19, I, early 2019. I said, Maria, you're going to have to start doing videos. And she, this has been a real issue between us. She didn't want to do them. I'm not comfortable, unlike you. I'm not good at them, all this. I think sometimes we tell ourselves a story and we start to believe it. Now I said, Maria, I know you'll be amazing. I know that when you get good at this and you frequently do it, people will stop you and ask you, are you Maria from Liberty Blue? I know when you go to beauticians, they'll recognize you, all of that. But I was having a really big difficulty convincing her. So I bought a brilliant book called Never Split the Difference. So it was written by um, a hostage negotiator. So I figured if your man could talk people down from a hostage holding situation, I could talk Maria into doing videos. And I read that book and I came into work on Monday with the sole goal of getting her to do videos. And we have never looked back. I would say she's exceptional on video now. And that's practice. And I also said to her, Maria, you do videos in a way that's authentic to you. We should never do anything Okay, we can pick stuff from other people and emulate what they do and take bits that suit us, but be yourself, be you. And I said to her, be you. And she told me what she wasn't comfortable with. So I came up with an idea on how we would film it in a way that she was very comfortable with. And she was absolutely delighted. And in fact, several people have asked, is she a professional uh, TV person? So that's where we've come from get started, just do it, get on with it. John beats waiting for perfection. That's my advice. Love it. And I love the example, you know, the flying hours and the pilot, you know, professionals practice before they play. The pilot doesn't go up there and just fly on day one. He's got to put in his hours, hours, hours in order to become the pilot. And that's exactly what we, that we've all got to do as agents. Absolutely. What else did you learn from Chris Voss in his Never Split the Difference? Because that's another great example and that's a fantastic book for people well, who haven't need to read well, it. If you're in a situation and it's getting very heated, it's very important the tone of your voice. So he calls it the late night DJ voice. So <laughs> if you're in a difficult situation, you should introduce your late night DJ voice, which is nice and calm and, you know, chilled, non-threatening, and it's actually really powerful. Really powerful. We Brilliant. start getting Thanks. excited. If someone's getting excited with us and we start getting excited back, the situation will just be fueled. 100%. So coming back to the book, tell us a little bit more about it. What's it all about? What's your, what's your favorite chapter in there? Um, I have multiple favorite chapters. Uh, so the book is how to build a smarter, faster, better estate agency book. 
There's some really good stories in there, I suppose, about haters and bullies. Um, because I, as a person, don't like conflict. And I like to smooth things over. And I have always been afraid of bullies. But in around 2008, I said enough. So, um, yeah, so I've shared some stories there around dealing with bullies and very aggressive situations. Um, spoken about, um, yeah, and in that actually, there's a really good example, and it really happened. People who don't like us, not everybody's going to like us. And one of the concerns I have about doing the promotion on the book then is the judgment thing. You know, I'm, I like everyone else. I thought I was fine about being judged, but now that I'm in it, I am extremely nervous. But you know, I've come this far now, I just have to drive on. But Lisa Novak is somebody that I absolutely love. I think she's brilliant. And she spoke about putting herself out there on social media. She was the first in Australia to do it, to do videos of properties and viewings. And she got phone calls from others, a realtors telling her, what are you doing? You can't do this. This isn't the way it's done. And she sold her first property on the back of her social media and her Facebook lives. And she was like, look, Anyone is telling the haters or the people who don't like you, don't listen to them. They're not your audience. They're not your tribe. So sure enough, anyway, I was outside the office one day and there was a guy measuring up to do a new sign. And he said, Regina, why are you always doing these videos on LinkedIn? Um, like, what's the reason for them? And I said, well, you know, I, I put stuff up on LinkedIn because you know, we want to be helpful and want to get a brand out there and create awareness. Sure, people are sick of seeing you there. They don't need to see you. So I said, I turned and I said to him exactly what Lisa Novak says. Why don't you change the channel? Right, because my channel, it's my channel. Yeah. So this is no word of lie. I went into the office and I answered the phone, which I don't often enough. And this really nice gentleman at the other end said, I'd like to get our house valued. I said, certainly, my name is Regina. How can I help you? <gasps> Regina, I'm always looking at you on LinkedIn. I love what you do. Um, I definitely want you to sell our, our family home for us. And there and then, I just went, there you go. Lisa was right. He wasn't my tribe. And I didn't give him the job to print the sign, needless to say, because he insulted me. So... <laughs> Yeah, there's some very raw stories there that, you know, I hope will help people. Well, I know they will. I know they make a massive difference. Um, something I want to come back on a couple of things that you spoke about earlier. So one, Google reviews. So um, I've just taken a quick look and you are at 744 Google reviews, which is absolutely exceptional. Um, Thank you. And you have managed to get them higher and higher and higher. There's a lot of people that are watching this that most probably struggle getting Google reviews. What works? Well, it's like everything. It, processes and systems are really important. Um, and so we use um, a link that Alex from Estate Agency app um, has created. So we send that link to um, everybody that has a happy moment. That's buyers, viewers, tenants, sellers. 
and everyone on the team is responsible for getting Google reviews. Um, and all of them are honest and genuine, but you will not get what you don't ask for in life. So unless you ask, you won't get it, more than likely. And everybody forgets to write the view, so you have to go back and ask them more than once. And you just have to stick at it. Sometimes it could take three times to ask somebody. But I can tell you now, Google reviews are really, really, really important to growing your business because it's social proof. And also absolutely brilliant for search engine optimization. And I'm proud to say that we've got the most Google reviews of any estate agency in Ireland at this time. That does not happen by accident. Nothing happens by accident. 100%. Um, you talked about one of your missions and I love for happiness and also about um, the work that you do in your community. And I know you do loads in your community. So why do you think it's important for estate agents to be doing community work? Well, I suppose, look, first of all, we really enjoy it. It's a feel-good thing. You know, it's called giver's gain. You know, you gain from giving. That is the first thing. Um, and we work in a community and we've loads of contacts and our social media followers are growing. So by sharing um, the, the charity story, we're helping them as well. Um, our community work, like in the last week we had, um, there's a fantastic Christmas festival in Waterford. It's called Winterville. It's the biggest Christmas festival in Ireland. And just to give Waterford a plug, it's Ireland's oldest city and Waterford's been voted best place to live in Ireland. And so we have that on our window. It's a map of all of the different uh, pieces of entertainment and activities for Winterville. It's taken over our window. Um, I don't believe that people buy from properties from signs and windows. So we took them out years ago. Um, so I want to use that retail space. Um, we do a charity coffee morning. We've been doing it about 11 or 12 years for the St. Vincent de Paul. We've great fun. We raise loads of important money and we meet people from our community on that morning that we might not see for a whole year. Um, and so it's, it's great. It's really, it feels like Christmas when you do something like that. Um, we do other stuff as well that we don't publicize. Um, and we're in a position to do it, so I feel duty-bound. I hope that answers that. No, definitely. So, um, Thirst for Learning. Pardon? Books at the moment. Pardon? Are you reading any good books at the moment? Oh, the book is under my laptop, but my favourite, favourite book is Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett. It is absolutely brilliant. I like to read a couple of chapters early every morning and it sets me up for the day. It's it's dynamite, actually. OK, so what have you taken away from it so far? Well, he gives quite a lot of really good case studies and evidence in relation to points that he makes. I like that. Um, and he talks about buyer experiences and he spoke about the guys who um, developed uh, um, Uber and what they learned when they were waiting for a cab in New York or wherever it was years ago, that when they ordered the cab, they didn't know when the cab was coming. 
And so they actually got scientists together um, to um, interrogate uh, what, buyer, when, what people want when they order a taxi and what their frustration points are. So that's how they developed the app and the business and the little icon of the car because when people see what's happening on the journey, um, their frustrations levels reduce. And when they can see where it is and how long it's going to be and it's engaging, their mind is concentrated on that. So it increases um, customer satisfaction and increase, or grew their bottom line. Also, I thought it was interesting. I think it was Domino's. It was a big pizza firm anyway, that people were getting really angry with the delays for their pizza delivery. And all the phone calls that were coming in was actually slowing them down because the resources required to answer the phone was just distracting the staff. So when they developed the app with constant updates, it stopped the phone calls. It didn't actually speed up the delivery process, but it stopped. Well, it did because the phone calls were a distraction. So what I took from that was, I know we update our buyers and sellers, but really the question I ask is, are we updating them enough? And sometimes we leave it to chance to that maybe that's my process or someone else in the team we really have to have a process and a system for everything and everything needs to get diaried in order to get done. But it really sort of opened my mind to um, buyer, um, I suppose, buyer's needs. Tom Panis, I learned some time back, the more you engage with your seller, the more you talk to them, the more you update them, the more you tell them about the viewings, the more you tell them about the market, new listings, then when you have bad news, the more they trust you. That has really been my experience. So the more engaged you are, giving them viewing updates and everything, that relationship is there. So if you are in a situation where you have to give them news that they might not be overjoyed to hear, they take it on board because they trust you and the trust is everything. 100%. Any other book recommendations or podcasts that you listen to that may help people watching or listening? Well, the Diary of a CEO podcast is great and no um, uh, ordinary gets you nowhere. I like um, uh, I like that very much. Um, Stephen, um, Sean, Sean, um, I can't think of Sean's surname now that I'm live here. Uh, fine and country. Great guy. Um, and I love Atomic Habits, the power of habit. I find myself that the more um, I do things regularly, the more it just becomes a habit. I don't even think about it. Get up at half five, make the breakfast, do a bit of housework, start reading for a few chapters, and then I go to the gym, I have my morning habit. Brilliant. Thank you. Look, thank you for being a great guest. Thank you for your time. The book is released on... Um, I can't see the date yet, but it is mid-January. I will announce it um, mid-January on Amazon to be announced. Okay, really, really exciting. And if anybody wants to find you, get hold of you, how do they do that, please? Pop me an email, Regina, at libertyblue.ie. Think of Statue of Liberty. Blue is the colour of Waterford. So Regina at libertyblue.ie for Ireland. Thanks a million. And as we say in Ireland, Gurv Mila Mahagut. 
thank you very much and everybody if you're watching it please like it share it um get it out there and buy regina's book in mid-january when it comes out it is exceptional thanks very much thanks so much Stephen. thank you and by the way i forgot to say about your brilliant training that we've been doing with you oh, that's very kind lucky i didn't press end yeah we've so been doing amazing training with Stephen, and i have to say it's absolutely brilliant so i'd like to thank you for that training and it was very remiss of me not to mention that thank you Stephen. that's very that's very kind of you so on that note that is a really lovely place to end so thank you very much have a good afternoon everybody cheers bye-bye